right, folks. C for comedy. A for Abbott. M for Maxwell. E for Ennis. L for Lou Costello. Yes, they spell camel. Your taste will tell you about camel's rich, full flavor. Your throat will welcome camel's cool mildness. So draw up a chair for tonight's camel show, starring Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. <laughs> I saw you talking to uh, some city slickers downstairs. Now, I hope you didn't didn't let them sell you the Brooklyn Bridge. Them sell me the Brooklyn Bridge? Yeah. Not me, Abbott. They tried to sell me the Brooklyn Bridge for $10,000. Yeah. But I didn't buy it. Good boy. I bought the George Washington Bridge. Costello, yeah. <laughs> you're impossible. You're a disgrace to the Abbott family. Hmm. Why, we Abbots belong to the upper crust, you know. You Abbots are a bunch of crumbs. I hear now. Hey, Costello's are a high-class family, Abbott. What do you mean? The Costellos are the only family in Patterson, New Jersey... Whose garbage is gift wrapped? Oh, hold on. That's ridiculous. Oh, is that so? And the Costello's very wealthy, too. Their house has a 14-carat living room, a 14-carat dining room, and five 14-carat bedrooms. Solid gold? Nope, solid carrots. Solid carrots? In fact, Abbott, I was born with a silver knife in my my mouth. You mean a silver spoon? No knife. We had more money than table manners. In fact, my family hadn't had money ever since I was at the awkward age. The awkward age? The awkward age. Yep, the awkward age. Well, that's that's when you feel clumsy and homely. Your imagine. clothes don't fit you. And girls, girls won't come near you. It started with me, Abbott, when I was about nine. When was it over? I don't know, but I hope soon. Right. <laughs> you and your family. A bunch of nobodies. Now, look at these pictures of the Abbots. Now, there's a picture of my father. Well, poor dad, he died just before I was born. He must have known what was coming. Now, never mind that. <laughs> Right. Now, here, here's a picture of my sister, Olive. Yeah. Everyone, she says she looks... They say she looks like Lana Turner, Betty Grable, and Ritter Hayworth. Roll into one. Yep, and when you unroll it, she looks like Wallace Berry. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 never mind. Never mind about that, Costello. I'm proud of my family. They're industrious. And they all work like bees. I'm glad you said that, Adam. What do you because mean? Because that brings me to my bedtime story for tonight. The it? story about the grasshopper and the little bee. I'm going to tell it now, and I don't need any help from you, Abbott. You keep your mouth shut in the all whole right. story. All right. I tell the story all by myself. Oh, all right. Abbott, right. you go over to Bloomingdale's and show them what a blooming idiot looks like. All right, Abbott. Have that out and go on with now, the story. Once upon a time, there was a happy little bee, and he was just about the nicest little nah, bee. Nah, he was a drone. He, 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 what? Drone, drone. Yeah, drone. If you drone shut up, I'll have you drone out of the studio. All right, go ahead. Now, this little bee had a girlfriend, and his girlfriend would buzz around every morning and gather stuff from the flowers. No, 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 and no, 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 no. Stuff, stuff from the flowers. That stuff, the, and... bee, the bee and his girlfriend would gather nectar. Did I have that again? Nectar, nectar. Certainly he nectar. Yeah. It was his girlfriend. <laughs> girlfriend, Abbott. Right. If he wanted a nectar, let him nectar. Right. You and nobody else is going to stop bees from nectar. All right, well, go ahead. Forget about it. Go on with All the right, story. now, these two bees were in love with each other. He got married, and one day they had a little baby bee. A little bumble from heaven. Uh, a little bumble from heaven. All right, all right we heard. I thought we it was heard. good for another one. Cut that out and go on. <laughs> go on with the story. Well, that was a honey, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm really getting sweet. Okay. Right, well, don't now, me on one it. day the bee, the bee met a grasshopper and they started talking. And the grasshopper had said like this. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Said, now, wait a minute, Costello. How can a grasshopper talk? A grasshopper talks by rubbing his hind legs together. Oh, now that's silly. Can you do it? Oh, now listen, please. You're, <laughs> you're messing up this a whole story. Uh, the story of the grasshopper and the bee is very simple. The moral of the story is be industrious. Now, I told this story to my brother Herman 20 years ago, and he profited by it. 
Today, he is a very successful man. Yeah. What is your brother Herman doing now? Oh, uh, he's at the J&M dry cleaning plant. The J&M dry cleaning plant? What's he doing there? Dying. Dying? Mm. That's terrible, Adam. I didn't even know he was sick. He's not sick. He's dying. He's dying and he ain't sick? No, that's right. <laughs> if he was sick, he couldn't, uh, couldn't be dying. Why not? Well, because it's against the rules of the cleaning plant. Woo! You see, uh, you see, uh, if a man is sick, they, they won't let him in the place to die. They want him to die out on the street? No, 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 no. They don't want him to die in the street. When he dies, he has to die on the seventh floor. He's got to die on the seventh floor. Certainly. Is there an elevator in the joint? No. The nerve of the people making a poor guy walk up seven floors and instead of letting him go home to die. No, wait, 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 wait. Because his wife won't uh, let him die at home. Oh, he can't even die in his own house. No, 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 no. If there's any dying to be done around the house, his wife does it. Wait a minute. You What's mean his wife's got to die, too? Certainly. Look, Abbott, what are you trying to do? Buff up the whole family? I've got a good mind to bring poor Herman over to my house to die. Oh, he couldn't die at your house. What's wrong with my house? My grandmother died there. If it's good enough for her, it's good enough for Herman. Look, Costello, the reason he couldn't die at your house is because you have no die. You've got to have die to die? That's right. That's right. <laughs> this thing gets worse all the time. Look, tell me something, Abbott. Why does poor Herman have to die? He dies, he dies for a living. He dies for a living? <laughs> Look at him. Make up your mind, will you? Is he living or dying? Uh, yes. He's been dying for years. He even teaches other people how to die. Woo! He teaches other people you how to die. You mean he teaches people how to die? Yes. That's terrible. Hey, who taught him how to die in the first place? I did. Abbott, you're a devil! Listen! Listen, you imbecile. When I say Herman is dying, I don't mean he's dying like a person dies when he dies. I mean he's dying for a living. And a person that dies for a living is living even though he's dying. Oh, when you say your brother Herman is dying, you don't mean that he's dying like a person dies when he dies. You mean he's dying for a living, and a person that dies for a living is living though he is dying. Now you've got it. Now I've got it. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Light up a camel and listen to Skinny Ennis, your thoughts. Skinny, sing. I'll close my eyes to everyone but you. And when I do, I'll see you standing there. I'll lock my heart to any other caress. I'll never say yes to a new love affair. I'll close my eyes to everything that's gay. If you're not there to share each lovely day. And through the years, those moments when we're apart, I'll close my eyes and see you in my heart. And through the years, those moments when I'll close my eyes 
and see you with coming over here tonight to visit me. The whole family? Oh, but my Uncle Tom, he can't come. They put him in jail because his wife is as pretty as a picture. No, no, they can't put a man in jail because his wife is as pretty as a picture. They can't if he tries to hang her on the wall. <laughs> I'm sorry, madam, but you can't come in here. I know my right. You can't keep me out of here. I want to see Luca Cello. I've got to see Luca Cello. I demand to see Luca Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I took a bus here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got on the bus and the driver told me that I want to see Luca Cello, and I don't think there's anybody... Wait a minute! Shutting your mouth so I can see who you are. The <laughs> Abbott. It's my Aunt Alma. Louie, my favorite nephew. My goodness, you look terrible. You've been working too hard. What you need is a few days' rest. You're coming home with me and work on the farm for a few days. Work on a farm? What do I have to do? You'll love it, Louis. You get up in the morning at 4 o'clock, milk 40 or 50 cows, clean out the chicken coops, gather the eggs, get 20 or 30 pails of water from the well, chop four or five cords of wood, pile it in the barn, feed the pigs and the goats, clean out the pig pens, and zingo! You're ready for breakfast. Could I have an extra bowl of Wheaties? <laughs> Certainly. Now, right after breakfast, you hitch up the plow, turn over the back 40, mend five or six miles of fence, dig a drainage ditch around the barn, Pick and create a couple hundred crates of apples. Pitch five or six tons of hay. Weed the onion patch. Cultivate the potatoes. Clean out the rabbit coops. Whitewash the barn. Grind the valves in the tractor. And zingo, you're ready for lunch. All I do is eat. I'll just have a moat. I'll just have a moat. I don't want to waste any time. Good. Now, right after lunch, you roll out the butter churn. Churn 40 or 50 pounds of butter. Get out the cider press and squeeze out a few barrels of cider. Bale 30 or 40 tons of alfalfa. Round up the turkeys, the geese, and the guinea hens. Spray the apple orchard. Clean out the duck pond. Fill all the lanterns. Bed down the cows. Curry the horses. And zingo, you're ready for supper. What are we having? Curried horse? Now, right after supper, you hitch up the horse and buggy and go caught in the farmer's daughter that lives down the road. She's a gorgeous redhead with beautiful white skin and a luscious figure. She climbs into the buggy beside you. You ride along in the moonlight. The horse knows the way. And suddenly the horse stops. This gorgeous girl flies over close to you on the buggy seat. She puts her arms around you, and you put your arms around her. She strokes your hair, and you put your head on her shoulder. And then, do you know what you do? Zingo! I'm ready for lunch. <laughs> You sit over there, Ann. I'm going to rest your hands and face. Hey, look. Hey, look, Costello. Here comes Marilyn Maxwell. Oh, Marilyn Maxwell. Hello, Marilyn. Hello, Hello Louis, honey. Gee, Marilyn, you look wonderful tonight. That's a beautiful sweater you're wearing. Oh, do you like it? I made it myself. It's really a man's sweater. A man's sweater? You could have fooled me. <laughs> Don't go away, Marilyn. Costello's relatives are coming over from uh, New Jersey. And I'm sure you'd like to meet them. Well, I certainly would. Ah, oh, Louis, someday you and I will be married, and I'll be the wife, and you'll be the husband. Marilyn, I wouldn't have it any other way. Ah, <laughs> oh, Louis, Louis, you're so sweet. Oh, you have yes. such a lovable personality. Oh, you're so, so cuddly and so cute. Um, I hate to leave you. Um... There he is, Mike. Louie, my boy, how are you? Hey, Anna, it's my Aunt May. Hello, Aunt May. Louie, my boy, I brought your Uncle Mike 
Broccoli along to see you. Broccoli kiss it on for Louie. What for? I ain't do nothing. Broccoli, where are your manners? Mike, speak to your son. Hello, Broccoli. Shut up. Go ahead, May. Tell him why we came over. Louie, you just gotta put Broccoli on your program. He's one of those talented boys in Patterson. That boy has a head on his shoulders. I've seen better heads on a stale glass of beer. <laughs> oh, yeah? I've been listening to your program, fatso. What's wrong with it? And plain white just safe. Just a minute, Broccoli. Uh, what would you suggest for our program? Kevin McGee and Molly. <laughs> now, you guys are all right for the round haircuts and the long underwear crowd, but the stuff you're doing went out with the high-button shoes, Mac. Broccoli's right. You better listen to him, Louie. What your audience needs is young blood. And if you don't get Broccoli out of here, they're going to get some. Oh, uh, please. <laughs> please, folks, we've got a program to do. Would you mind waiting outside till we're finished? Clients, dudes. May show Louis the sketch which you have written for us to do with him tonight. Now, wait a minute. We can't do that. My sponsor wouldn't like it. All right. If your sponsor means more to you than we do, we'll go. We've got some poor relations. Now, wait a minute. You can kick us around. We don't care. Aunt May, wait a minute. We do nothing to you. Aunt May, wait a minute. Take back the house she gave us for Christmas. What a house. What's wrong with it? It's only got two bathrooms. And there's three of us in the family. Please don't cry anymore, Aunt May. I'll do anything you say. Oh, good boy, Louie. I was only acting to prove to you that I'm a great actor. Didn't I sound like Lauren Bacalac? Bacalac? You mean Lauren Bacall? Sounded more like Lauren Jitus. Lauren Castella, we're wasting time. What are we going to do? Okay, give me the sketch, Aunt May. Listen to this title, Abbott. A brand new love story entitled Beside the Shalimar Under the Garden Gate Waiting in a Cottage Small By a Waterfall in Greenpoint Where the sea is sunny And the dawn comes up Like flying fish In a good old summertime Good night, folks We're a little late I ain't gonna do it Louie, this is a love story In this sketch You make love to Marilyn Maxwell I still I'm not Hmm? I said Marilyn Maxwell Is the girl you make love to In my sketch Oh, well You'll have to give me time To think it over Okay All right <laughs> Let me see that thing, Louie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Costello, this looks good. Look, the scene opens with you and Marilyn in a canoe, drifting down a beautiful stream. You're in the stern and she's in the bow. Can't you make it a rowboat and get us both in the back seat? No. It's gotta be a canoe. Then rip out all the sheets and make it every man for himself. Quiet. Marilyn looks into your eyes and says, Come to me, Louis. Come to me, my love. I drop the paddle and make for it. No, 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 you don't drop the paddle. But I can buy a new paddle for a buck and a half. No, 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 not, not yet. You park the canoe under a clump of willow trees because that's where you're going to kiss her. And you know that no one can see you. Oh, am I a stinker? No, 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 no. Now, Marilyn leans forward. Her lips are parted. She says, I'm yours from now on. And now, do you know what you do? Zingo, I'm ready for lunch. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no, no. You're playing hard to get. You're a city slicker. I'm the village idiot. That's what I am. Please, Costello, you look at Marilyn. Slowly you begin inch away. Way forward. Inch by inch. Inch by inch. Get me over there. I only rented the boat for an hour. No, no. <laughs> now the moment has come. You're underneath the clump of trees. You take her in your arms. You look up suddenly. You see that a tree is beginning to fall. You don't want her to be frightened by the falling tree. So you whisper tenderly in her ear. Timber! <laughs> Isn't that a 
sketch, Louie, my boy. That's the kind of writing that belongs to the ages. Yes, the ages between five and seven. Ah, take that sketch away from him, Mom. These two boobs will last it up anyway. Now, Neither listen. one of them knows how to act. Why, you Wait little... Wait a minute, Albert. Don't, don't. Let me talk to the boy. Broccoli. Yeah? Come here to your Uncle Louie. How would you like to be on the radio with me? Now you're talking sense. What mm -hmm. do I do? Well, you can help me with my imitations. Yeah? The first one will be that of the Australian auk. An Australian auk? How do we do it? Just put your neck between my two hands. Uh-huh. That's it. Ah! <laughs> and no jury will ever convict me! Presents lovely Marilyn Maxwell from Metro Golden Mayor, producers of Lady in the Lake. For camel fans everywhere, Marilyn sings, He's Just My Kind. Why he left me, I don't know. I love him more than I could show. cigarette register with you. Why, in your T-zone, of course. That's T for taste and T for throat, your proving ground for any cigarette. And when you try a camel on your T-zone, your taste will register the pleasure of camel's rich, full flavor of superbly blended choice tobaccos. Your throat will register the pleasure of camel's own cool mildness. So why don't you try a camel on your T-zone now? See if you don't exclaim like so many other happy smokers, camels suit my T-zone to a T. According to a recent nationwide survey, more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette. 
Well, Costello, I hope you're satisfied. You brought your relatives over, broke up our show, probably got us wrong with the sponsor, and allowed your nephew, Broccoli, to publicly insult me. Me, your best friend. Why? Why? Why do you do things like that? Oh, I'm a bad boy. <laughs> well, Lewis, here I am. I'm ready to meet your relatives. Too late, Marilyn. I'll probably never see them again. They did a terrible thing. I'm afraid they got us in wrong with our sponsor. Well, Lewis, honey, what do your relatives do in New Jersey? They're jiggers in a burlesque show. <laughs> jiggers? You mean they do a dancing act? No. They stand outside of the burlesque show, and when the police come, they holler, Jiggers! The cops! <laughs> All kidding aside, Merlin, I love my family, and I love my neighbors, too. I love everybody. Friends, Romans, and countrymen, lend me your ears, your eyes, your noses. Lend them your ears, your eyes, and your noses. Piggy, I will never. 
never fight. I will always be polite. I'll try to bring everybody joy. Yeah. And he'll promise that he will always do what's right. Even though they say that I'm a bad boy. That's it, folks. That's it. Just a minute. Costello, it's the sponsor, and he wants to talk to you. Here it comes. Go ahead. Here it comes. Go ahead. Costello, oh. this is your sponsor. I heard your family on the show tonight, and I want Please, you Mr. to know... sponsor, it isn't my fault. But I want... I'm sorry to... about the whole thing. I'm sorry it happened. Mr. Sponsor, I didn't know. Now, just Please a minute. don't fire us, Mr. Sponsor. Now, just a minute. It's... Just a minute. Mr. Sponsor, I promise you it will never happen again. We want it to happen again. Those people are funnier than you are. You should take them to California with you. Goodbye. No, no not that. Hey, I'm not. Adam and Costello will be back in just a moment for Camel Cigarettes. During the war, the makers of Camel Cigarettes sent a total of more than 150 million free camels to our fighting men overseas. Now, free camels are sent to servicemen's hospitals instead. This week, the camels go to Veterans Hospital, Tuskegee, Alabama, U.S. Army Tilton General Hospital, Fort Dix, New Jersey, U.S. Naval Hospital, Bremerton, Washington, U.S. Marine Hospital, Portland, Maine, and Veterans Hospital, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Camel broadcasts throughout the United States three times a week, a rebroadcast to practically every area in the world where our men are still stationed and to our good neighbors in Central and South America. And now here are Bud Abbott and Lou Costello with the final word. Well, Costello, next week we'll be back broadcasting from Hollywood. Uh, do you think the folks will be glad to see us, Lou? Abbott, the last time I went back, they welcomed me with a big celebration. They burned a streetcar in my honor. They did? Yes. Fortunately, I got out of it just in time. Good, good night, folks. Good night. Good night, baby. Be right home next week, Mom. Pop and night, baby. Pipe appeal. That's what Prince Albert smoking tobacco gives a pipe. Save thousands of happy Prince Albert smokers. Yes, it's Prince Albert that has the rich, full-bodied flavor that smokers love. It's Prince Albert that combines that rich flavor with cool mildness. Prince Albert is specially treated to ensure against tongue bite. So remember those initials, P.A. They stand for Prince Albert and for Pipe Appeal. Saturday night, be sure to hear Prince Albert's grand old opera with its sensational singer of American folk songs, Red Foley. Tune in to NBC Saturday night for Grand Old Opry with the Duke of Padoka, Minnie Pearl, and Red Foley. Be sure to tune in next week for another great Abbott and Costello show from Hollywood brought to you by Camel Cigarettes. And remember, try camels in your T-zone. See if they don't suit your taste, your throat, to a T. C-A-M-E-L-S America's housing shortage hits returned veterans and their families harder than anyone else. And although a record-breaking building program is underway, the need is so tremendous that it'll be some time before the shortage is eased. You can help the veteran by sharing your home if you have extra space, by giving veterans first chance at renting or buying, by listing vacancies with your local veterans housing center, and by not discriminating against veterans with children. This is Bert Parks in New York, wishing you all a pleasant good night for camels. (laughs) 